I love that song. Great lines in that song, one of my favorites. All is well, all is well. Lift up your voice and sing. For tonight, darkness fell into the dawn of love's light. What a great line. What a great sentiment and thing that we celebrate this Christmas season. We're so glad you're with us tonight as we recognize the, the, um, the true significance of the arrival of Jesus to the earth. This was light inserting into darkness so that the light of God could shine. The plan of salvation that had been promised so long ago coming to fulfillment that night when the baby Jesus was born. The darkness fell into the dawn of love's light. Now, I know we got some kids in here, and I see you got your candles ready. Candles are going to be awesome, and some of you kids are just like, let's light these things already. We're, that's why we're here. Oh, I see it right there. Way to go. You found the switch. Good job. Um, and we love the lights, the sounds, the tastes, the smells of the Christmas season, family and friends gathered together. But what I want to remind us of and why we're here tonight is to celebrate the significance of over and above all of those great Christmas things that we celebrate. The impact of Jesus' arrival on the earth, the impact of that baby coming, the Emmanuel, God with us, God not leaving us in our state as a lost people, but intervening himself, inserting himself into our situation, bringing salvation to the earth, good news of great joy for all people. Now, some of you are familiar with the Christmas story in the Gospel of Luke, and there's a, also some uh, Christmas events in the Gospel of Matthew as well. Perhaps you have a family tradition that sometime before the meal tomorrow, someone will read the Christmas story. Anybody have that tradition? It was growing up for me. Nobody? Oh, man, we got to start that. Okay, there we go. Good. Let's start, some, let's start some Bible traditions around Christmas. Growing up for us, often my dad would choose the time before we would open presents to read the Christmas story, and that was agonizing for us kids, right? It's just like, oh, the Bible, right now we're so, we're so close to the presents. Um, the, the Gospel of Luke has the Christmas story in Luke chapter 2. And kind of as an epilogue or an after to the story, there's, you know, the shepherds and the angel appears to the shepherds and then the wise men and they go and see the baby Jesus and after that, and still in Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 22 or 25 in there, we're going to read a couple of these verses, is a story of a man named Simeon. And I love the story of Simeon kind of as a, an addition to this Christmas story. And I want to read a couple of verses. We're going to start Luke chapter 2, verse 25. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout and he was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was on him, and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Verse 27. So moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. And when the par parents brought the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required, and Simeon took him in his arms and praising God. And we're going to stop there. And he made this declaration over the baby Jesus. This would have been a few days after Jesus had been born. But I want to stop there for a minute and talk about Simeon. The scripture says he was an older man, a devout man, righteous and devout. He would have been one that in the midst of a dark season for God's people, the Israelites, the nation of Israel was no more. They were essentially a slave state to the Roman Empire at this time. And yet he was one and maybe one of the few who were still a devout, 
believing Jewish man who believed that the Messiah was coming. And it says that God had revealed to him, the Holy Spirit had revealed to Simeon that he would not die until he saw with his own eyes the Messiah, God's Messiah. And so it says that it was moved by the Spirit to go to the temple one day, and that would happen to be the day that Mary and Joseph were bringing the baby Jesus to be prayed for, like a prayer of blessing or dedication. Now, it could be that that morning, Simeon woke up and heard from God, maybe the voice of God that said, today is the day you're going to see the baby today. And he was like, yes, and he was excited about that. But what I believe was, because Simeon would not, it wouldn't have been a rare thing for him to go to the temple. He would have been there perhaps daily. He was one that was a leader in the temple, in the Jewish temple system. And so I believe that this was a regular occurrence for Simeon to go to the temple. And I think it just happened to be that one day. Simeon maybe didn't even know it was gonna be that day. Maybe to him it was just a regular day where he was just going to church, quote unquote, but yet the Holy Spirit of God had something completely different, something so impactful that it was really was the fulfillment of everything he had been waiting for, the salvation of the earth coming to earth. I love that idea of Simeon thinking maybe it was just another day going to the church, and yet God had something completely significant life-changing in store for him that day. I was thinking about that as I was preparing for this sermon and praying for this service. There might be people here where your tradition around Christmas time is to just go to church on Christmas Eve and that's why you're here. And we're so glad you're here sharing with us today. And maybe it is that you know you visit mom or dad's house and part of the tradition is you have to go to church with them or else you don't get figgy pudding the next day or whatever special dessert. I've, I've never had figgy pudding, but maybe it's tasty. It just popped into my head. Um, maybe you know that you just have to do this because it's part of the tradition for your family. And you're just coming to church. Maybe you have not been here since last Christmas Eve, and that's just fine. We're glad that you were here. But here's what the thought that jumped out when I was reading about that verse where it said that moved by the Spirit, Simeon went to the temple that day. Perhaps Simeon thought it was just a regular day. Perhaps this is a day where you're just like, we go to church. This is just another Christmas Eve service. But maybe today, unlike all the other ones, this will be the day where the Holy Spirit is going to maybe speak to your heart a little bit. And you have never received the salvation message of Jesus. But today could be a day where the Holy Spirit has set aside where you think it's just a normal day. But today could be the day where you receive God's plan of salvation for you. Now that would be amazing. Moved by the Spirit, he went to the temple that day and saw the baby Jesus. And he recognized that this was the fulfillment of that promise. And he said these words. In verse 28, it says this. Simeon took him, talking about the baby Jesus, in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation which you prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles. The Gentiles is anybody not of the Jewish community, so really an outsider, considered like a religious outsider, a light of revelation for the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Those words that Simeon spoke over the baby Jesus as a prayer, sovereign God, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. What a great moment where Simeon is recognizing, I've now seen the promise that I was told that I would be alive to see this. It's almost like Simeon is saying, 
The purpose of my life has now been fulfilled. The purpose of my life to see God's salvation has now been fulfilled. And then he goes on to say, For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations. That phrase, all nations, I want to talk about that for just a moment. That phrase, all nations, is a significant phrase. It refers back to thousands of years before that day where God first made a promise that there would be a Savior that would come and save his people. Now, you're, and this, so this would essentially be the very, very, very beginning of the Christmas story. And you're thinking, well, is that with, you know, Mary and Joseph or the angels and the shepherds or Zechariah or Elizabeth or the beginning of the story? I'm going to go way, way, way back. Now, kids in here, if, can you tell me if you can remember this? What's the first book of the Bible? Any kids know the first book of the Bible? Genesis, yes, thank you. And some of the grown-ups are like, I'm glad you didn't ask the grown-ups that question. Genesis is the first book of the Bible. This is the story of a man named Abraham. God appeared to a man named Abraham who was an old man who didn't have any children. And God appeared to him and said, Abraham, you and your wife, Sarah, are going to have a baby. And that, first of all, was just like, okay, well, that would take a miracle, right? And then it said, not only is that child going to be a miracle, but through that child... All your descendants are going to become a great nation of people, which is amazing as well. And then in Genesis 22, when God is speaking this to Abraham, Genesis 22, verse 18, it says that this uh, promise, can we throw that up on the screen? And through your offspring, all nations on earth will be blessed. So that phrase, all nations will be blessed very similar to what Simeon is saying when he's looking at the baby Jesus. You have prepared in the sight of all nations because of that promise God made to Abraham that through your descendants, all the nations will be blessed. That promise took a long time to be fulfilled, but it was fulfilled in the baby Jesus. Because Abraham's son Isaac, when Isaac was born, it wasn't that Isaac was a blessing to all nations. Isaac was great. Isaac had children, and it's not like that family was a blessing to all the nations. That family actually turned out to be pretty dysfunctional. If you read through Genesis in the Old Testament, you follow the family of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, and you realize, man, there's, there's some messed up family dynamics here. You think your family's going to be messed up tonight at Christmas Eve when you all gather together. That's got nothing on the Old Testament family of Abraham and Isaac. and ja- Isaac's sons, eventually their whole families would go to war against each other. So at no point would you say this family, this lineage, this offspring of Abraham was a blessing to all nations. That just wasn't the case. Eventually, the family grew and they became slaves in Egypt, so they were not a blessing to all the nations then. And then they would become, they would get free and they would become a nation that God was trying to lead them and they would have kings and they would have seasons that they would follow God. But for the most part, they were stubborn, disobedient, idolatrous people that just kept turning their back on God. And eventually, God said, okay, well, now we're going to. You know, bad things are going to happen. The judgment of God came on them, and the nation of Israel was conquered by the Babylonian Empire, and then the Assyrian Empire, and then the Persian Empire, and then eventually the Roman Empire, which is when we get to Simeon. So at no point along that journey of Israel would you say they were a blessing to all the other nations, right? In fact, it got so dark at times that there would be prophets who would come. During the time of the Old Testament, the prophet Isaiah or Jeremiah or Malachi or some of these other prophets would come and say, okay, I know that it seems dark 
right now. I know that it seems hopeless right now, but do not give up in the promise that God gave to Abraham. Remember the promise that through this lineage would come a Messiah, a deliverer. We sang that song, the third song we sang, the carolites we sang together, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, and Ransom, Captive Israel. Maybe you've been singing that at Christmas and you're like, what does this have to do with Christmas? That song would come from the cry of the Old Testament people of, please, God, send your Messiah because it is difficult and dark. And through, these, the, through the darkness of the Old Testament, the prophets are reminding them, don't give up hope. Don't give up your faith. If you read that in the message translation, it says, don't stop believing. Hold on to that feeling. <laughs> right? Don't give up that faith that you have that God is going to eventually come through and deliver on his promise. And so you see some of the significance now that Simeon, who was a devout Jewish man who would know all the history, he would know all about the promise to bring a Messiah. He would know all about the prophets that said, just keep the faith, keep trusting in God. And he recognizes, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all Nations. Now, finally, the lineage of Abraham, the line of Abraham and his descendants led to Jesus Christ. And he, the salvation of the earth, it is now a blessing to all nations. That is the fulfillment of the promise. And side note from that, maybe a little Christmas encouragement. That blessing that Jesus was to all nations, providing a way of salvation, revealing God's heart of love for his people. That didn't just end with Jesus. The disciples carried that on. They became a blessing when they were around people, sharing the gospel, reaching out in love, being generous. And that leads to us. So a Christmas encouragement for you is you have the capacity and the ability and the calling to continue on that call of God's people to be a blessing to all nations, to be a blessing to all people. How do you do that? Well, it's when you are kind to people. It's when you give to those who are in need. We have people in the room right now who are missionaries in other countries around the world. They are giving their lives to go be a blessing to that nation by bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ. So this is up to us now to continue to be the light of Jesus Christ in every encounter that we have. So I know as time as uh, as there's times at the Christmas season, maybe around the Christmas dinner table tomorrow that Maybe there's some relatives or some loved ones that are more of a uh, more of a hassle where you're just counting the minutes till they go back home. This is your opportunity to be a blessing not only to the nations but to your family, to show kindness, to show patience, to show peace and love and joy. Amen. Amen. And some of you are sitting next to the difficult people right now, so you just want to quietly say amen whoever that might be. That might be difficult. <laughs> So we look at this story of Simeon. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light of revelation for the Gentiles, and the glory for your people, Israel. The story of Christmas and the story of Simeon is really the story of God's faithfulness. Amen? The story of God's faithfulness, who did not give up on his people, even though it seemed like it was taking forever. Kids, have you ever had to wait for something that seemed like it was taking forever, like to open presents, or for this sermon at Christmas Eve service to be over, something like that, to light those candles that you're holding? This is the story of God's faithfulness, that all God always comes through on his promises. 
So I want to encourage you with that tonight, this Christmas season. God always comes through on his promises. We see it through the Old Testament, even when it seemed dark in your family, in your life. Maybe you've made a mess of your life over the last year, and you're just getting through another Christmas Eve service. You have to recognize, and I want to encourage you with this. God always comes through, and he's always at work. He's always illuminating the darkness with his plan of salvation. There is good ahead. You might be like Simeon tonight, and I was thinking about this. You might be like Simeon where you feel like you're, you're holding on to the faith in God maybe for a whole bunch of people. Maybe you feel like in your family you're just trying to hang on to faith in God and you're just hoping that some of your other loved ones kind of catch on a little bit and you feel like, oh, I feel like I'm the only one. Or maybe there's a loved one that is just struggling through something or is lost in, in, uh, as far as salvation in Jesus Christ goes, or someone that you is close to you that you are praying for, I want to encourage you. You are like the Simeon in your family. You are holding on to the faith. You are holding on to this belief that God has good things in store for you, your family, your loved ones, that God always brings good, that God is always at work for your good and your benefit. There is good ahead. So as we close this message, we're going to have a, a song in just a minute, and we're going to sing some carols as we close. But I want to close with those last words that Simeon mentioned, that this baby Jesus, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel, talks about those two groups, the people Israel, the people of Israel who would have been waiting for this Messiah for thousands and thousands of years. It's a moment of glory for them. They recognize God has answered his promise. And then he refers to the Gentiles. And this would have been uh, unexpected for the people of Israel because they would have thought the Messiah was just for them, just for the people of Israel. He's going to ransom captive Israel, right? He's going to free the people of Israel. And then whatever the other nations do, that doesn't matter because this Messiah is for us. But Simeon says it's a light of revelation to the Gentiles, meaning all the non-Jewish people, all the non-religious insiders, those who don't even know there is a plan of salvation. This message of hope is for them as well. So if you are here and you are feeling far from God, the message of Christmas is God is faithful to bring a plan of salvation for your life as well. Amen? Let's close in prayer. Dear Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity to come to just recognize the hope that we have in you, the hope of salvation that you provided. You did not leave us on our own. You did not leave us in our sin. You could have left us just wallowing in the mess that we had made of our own life, but yet out of your love and out of your sacrifice and out of just your faithfulness to provide for your people, you provided a way for us to be saved, to be forgiven, to be set free. And we thank you. And maybe if you're in the room tonight and you've never received the salvation of Jesus Christ or it has been a long time since you've thought about a faith in God, this could be that moment like Simeon who just thought he was just going to the temple another day, another Christmas Eve service for you, just the routine Christmas tradition. And yet this could be a moment where the Holy Spirit is sparking a light in your heart saying it's time to reach out and receive salvation through Jesus Christ. And if that's you, it is, there's not a magic formula. It's just acknowledging that you need a Savior and acknowledging that Jesus is that plan of salvation. He died for you, and he rose again. So if you would just receive it, then you are a new creation. You are a son or a daughter of God. 
you are a recipient of this free gift of Christmas, this salvation plan that God has set to the earth those 2,000 years ago. So, Lord, we just thank you for this time. And for those who are just receiving that, I just pray that you would stir their hearts. For those who are weary tonight, who feel like maybe a prophet in the Old Testament that is just, everything feels so dark and difficult right now and you're just trying to hold on to faith, I pray that you would stir their hearts, that you would reveal your love, your hope, and your good in their lives, that you would reveal that this Christmas weekend. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we pray and everybody said, amen.